Honk with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows, like, so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. The, we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. Hi, everybody. Hey. This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah! Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Untaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. My unpaid announcer is Bonafide Hunk David McGregor. How's it going? I'm on day 12 of 75 Hard. And I stopped reading The Power of Now. I just started fucking hating that author. So if you were following along with me, I switched to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I have to read self-help books. It's part of it. And I'm actually enjoying that book. So... The only thing that sucks is that drinking a gallon of water and having to do a 45-minute workout outside means that I'm going to pee my pants at some point. Other than that, it's fine. Also, wow, you guys liked last week's episode. Longtime hunk listeners had heavy praise for that one, so shout out again to Kelsey Air, Joe Kilgallen, Kyle Kinane, and Mike O'Connell. Let's do it again this week. I have... The world's greatest panel. Vince Averill is back from We Watch Wrestling, from Capsule Records, from Monday Night Beers. He was at the Pontiac Silverdome for WrestleMania 3. Adam Burke is back, the fastest gun in the West from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It's his birthday on this, so if you follow him, give him a happy belated from the Hunk family. Renee Godier is back. She's a comedian. She's a writer. She's Victoria Beckham's personal assistant still. Melody Kamali is here, first time, long time. She's the co-host of Diking Out, which she gave me permission to say. Melody was great, and I hope she comes back. Rojo Perez is back. He's been on Fallon. He's been on Conan. He met one of you recently while you were on Acid in Toronto. So without further ado, here are Vince, Adam, Renee, Melody, and Rojo. And if you don't already, please hit subscribe. Happy New Year. (laughs) Is there supposed to be someone behind you? <laughs> the guy, you see them too. The guy with the you mask see with them the knife. Too. Okay, yeah. No good. Uh, I just got real excited when I saw who's jumping in now. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. What is going on? Hey, we're just waiting on um, birthday boy Adam Burke. So who knows oh. if he will be here? He is here. Like here last, time, last time we did this, he didn't show up. That's right. true. Yeah. <laughs> Got a track record. Oh, oh. But there he is. There's the top of his head, everybody. <laughs> Happy birthday, Adam. Happy birthday, Adam. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Dad. Um, The first question I have is, I, I have not talked about this on the show before, but the fart jar woman. Uh, does anybody think that yes. she's not a genius, this woman? She is a genius. Okay. <laughs> I watched her on 90 Day Fiance. Oh. Is she the so worst? I've been aware of her for a while. She was on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Stephanie Amato, is that it? I think uh, Stephanie Motto, I wrote down her name. Stephanie Motto 
it was the first uh, queer relationship they tracked. Um, and I had the other girl, um, Erica Owens, on the podcast uh, to like talk shit about her. Like she treated her very poorly. Um, oh. And um, after the show, like everyone hated her. She got a lot of hate from the 90 day community, which is very vicious. And then she disappeared for a while. But then she started this like OnlyFans type of platform or like sex work, a new set, like, an, yeah. And started selling her farts in jars she's made so much money she made i two... was curious how much the jars are costing like what's the supply? what's the overhead the overhead you know what yeah. Renee? You, you bring up a really good point that's Thank why you. i kind of i i call bullshit because her reason was that she said her doctor told her to start farting so much that's why she stopped it but i think it was the overhead on the jars because I, i'm not lying my 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 girlfriend runs a theater and they did a thing during the pandemic where they made pre-made cocktails and would ship them to you it's impossible to find mason jars. I think They're expensive she would, too. I think she had an endless supply of farts and a limited supply of jars. But but also this, I, I don't. Uh, how, go ahead. How is, how is so you're paying for jar. You're paying for jar more than fart. That's what. But, how is farting a decision? It sounds like she's like, oh, I was supposed to do it more than I needed to do it. Like I, I have no governor on when I fart and when I don't fart. What? She was some of us, some of us train our bodies better than others, man. Yeah. So, she's a profession. Nothing gives you no, like she's a, a genius. I'm not. I guess that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I, I just love that it feels like we're getting back to normal because I've been talking about this girl for a week now. <laughs> and this shit's ridiculous that I know a part lady. <laughs> and that we all didn't have to ask what happened. Like I'm not, not one of us had to go, who? I never heard of yeah. this. Last we week I didn't it. know about it. But, well, I was really bothered by the jar part of it. I, I'm not even trying to be like, she also has to eat certain things, right? Like, is it, is the jar flate? Like, I don't mean to say flavored, but like, is it scented? Scented. Yeah. Like what's, <laughs> yeah, what's the order line up on it? But, but also to understand the market to say like, uh, <laughs> it's not socks. It's not underpants. It's not, uh, farts is where I will be able to corner the market and make the most money. Yeah, it's a special kind of freak. She's spending even more money because she has to get a jar for every fart, but also a rose petal. Roses are expensive. What's the <laughs> so rose put petal a rose part? petal in every fart. She made $200,000 in like four weeks. You give me that. I'll find you some jars and some rose petals. I, yeah, I mm-hmm. think she got a hookup on jars if yeah. she's making this much. I think I mean, she's fine, guys. So what color rose was in there? Wilted. They were like red rose petals. Okay. Call me a purist, but I don't want fart. any rose petals interfering with the farts that I paid saying. for. My theory. I wondered. Too many layers. I wondered if the if like uh, if it like held the scent in more or like like an avocado pit and guacamole. Something. Yeah. Like it held it together. Like because maybe somebody opened it and was like, I don't smell a fart here. <laughs> How mad would you be? If you were the type of guy or person, sorry, didn't mean to um, guy. Person, let's be let's be clear. It's a guy. Let's be clear to the students. Um, to you, order a fart, okay, from your favorite fart maker. You get this jar. You are ready, or yeah. you're saving it. It's like a good bottle of champagne. You open it, and there's a rose petal in there, and now it doesn't smell like the authentic fart you thought you were buying. You don't I'm think flipping over the a table. pedal keeps the smell of the fart? I mean, I'm going to have to Google it, but I don't think so. <laughs> and what a about when fart? you go to the counter at the post office and they're like, anything liquid, fragile, perishable? Like there. You have to... 
Is it like a snow globe through TSA? So what is like, the rose? Pe- the rose petals just like the accoutrement of uh, romance, like American it's Beauty. A garnish. It's a, <laughs> it's a garnish. It's an edible it's garnish. Signature. It's her judge. Like she's selling them as NFTs now, though. Yeah. Now, and I was like, this is going to be the push for me to actually understand NFTs. <laughs> this is going to be it. <laughs> I don't think it makes less sense. It makes less sense to me because now they're just drawings of farts. So is it, would it be a drawing or a it's photo? It's a drawing of, drawing of a fart. It's just some stink waves like pig pen on, on the Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's a picture of a jar. I saw it. It's a picture of a jar with like googly eyes and a smile and a, and a poof of gas in it. And then, like, it says much, what, what the flavor of fart is. The scent of fart. How much did you pay for it, Bright, huh? I've lost all of my money buying farts and uh, NFTs of farts. So she's a genius. <laughs> we all spend, we all work so hard when we could have just been farting in a can of pop and mailing it to Susan. Well, I disagree. I don't think all of this could be. I don't think there's a market for my farts uh, whatsoever. <laughs> have you tried? There is. <laughs> I have, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know the market. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, I'll be positive. Send, send up positive vibes. Uh, I had slept on Mission Impossible. I've been watching all of the Mission Impossible movies. What is the best movie franchise? And what is a movie franchise you think people are sleeping on? I'll start with Renee. You're you're a movie. What's the, what's the best movie franchise? I would say Die Hard or Harry Potter. Huh. Both action. One's a little bit more fantastical. Sure. <laughs> By which you mean Die Hard, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's a wizard. Uh, <laughs> I think one people are sleeping on. I mean, I hate. I I have horrible taste in films. <laughs> um, I think I'm sleeping on Lord of the Rings. I fall asleep every time the first one starts. Same. Same. I'll sleep in yeah, the theater. I can't yeah. get through it. That's a Ken Burns like movie all. to my brain. That's a sleepy bitch, those movies. <laughs> That's all I got. Rojo, how about you? Uh, you look like best. a Fast and Furious type of guy. I was going to say Fast and Furious just <laughs> no. on the longevity. Just on how long they still crank yeah. them out. And they replace stars. They make stars. They kill them. They kill and them. they still keep making them. It's great. Uh, and slept on. Once Top Gun comes out. That's going to be the one that slept on. And I think we're going to yeah. get eight of them. And I'm very yeah. excited. There's Something. like two, right? Right now? The second one's coming. Second one's it has coming. not come out yet? That we're letting the <laughs> anticipation yeah. build. They're waiting for us to get into a war so it can be used as a recruiting tool. Yes. Mm. It's always That's a the... great sign when they hold a movie back. The longer it takes <laughs> for a movie to come out. After... <laughs> it came out already. I legit thought everyone had seen it but me. I will say this for the Fast and Furious franchise. I've, I've, I fell in love since the, I think I saw the fifth one in the theater and I've gone to see everyone in the theater. They're fantastically dumb, but they're, they're low-key woke. They've got one of the most diverse uh, diverse casts of any major franchise. And also, they're one of the, oh, you're right that they do swap people out, but they've kept their original female star, which never happened. They killed you her always, and brought her back. And they brought her back for someone to have been in for a woman to have been in a franchise all the way through is unheard of. Wait a second. Off- Wait, I, I'm not all the way caught up. Are 
the Rodriguez woman and uh, the sister, Vin Diesel's sister, in all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both in it all the way through. So that's but Rodriguez definitely is. They yeah. killed her in yeah. the ball about. And, and she that's needed it. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't seen her in anything else. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> she, didn't she get caught drunk driving on the on the set of Lost? And they were like, that's the girl for us. <laughs> they're like, oh. we've got a movie for you. We need you to do that on set. It's <laughs> a great origin story. <laughs> Melody, what's your favorite movie franchise? Um, uh, I don't watch a lot of action movies. And that's what most of them are. Or like sci-fi or fantastical I, I didn't really watch a lot of the fast and furious but i was in cuba when they were filming in 2017 one of them and that was cool to watch um i like harry potter harry potter Sue me <laughs> i really i just watched all of them from the beginning while i had covid it was a big comfort people are sleeping on however the Austin Powers trilogy. <laughs> really <laughs> gotta get with it on that one. Well, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe that should be my favorite. I am obsessed and never stopped watching. Why do you Austin suppose Powers? two people, women, said Harry Potter and both seemed a little bit ashamed of themselves about it? It's because of J.K. Rowling. Oh, right. She, uh, yeah. I can't talk about it anymore on my podcast. It's a queer podcast. It's a lot of lesbians, a lot of like trans people listen. Like I cannot bring that movie also, or the books up. So you bring like, in all this drama over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want bring your it in. reviews Safe to space. take a hit. Safe space. <laughs> also, Melody, you have a lot of Death Eaters on your podcast, don't you? So that must be a sore point too, because they really, they come out poorly in those movies. I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> Hufflepuff, which never upset me more. Whoa. Slytherin and Hufflepuff both do sound like 1950s euphemism for a gay person, too. So that kind of works. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I don't care. A Hufflepuff. I, I, don't, I don't know that I even know what a Hufflepuff is. I don't know what they stand <laughs> what, what do they stand for? I don't know what they stand for. <laughs> what are their are policies? They are they just adorable and yellow? I don't know what they do. <laughs> I know what the Gryffindor team does. I know that Hufflepuff. I put I put it to you, Hufflepuffs. You have no policies of your own. You're just anti-Slytherin. That's yeah, no, no. A, it's like when you're not a carry. It's like yeah. when you take a test and you're not you carry. You're the Stop Moran. defining yourself by what you're not, Hufflepuff. <laughs> Maybe that's an Hufflepuff. Vince, what about you? Well, well, uh, I've seen some Harry Potter, but uh, this discussion of houses always is befuddling i can never figure out what it means the hat what, tells you which one you wouldn't even got to worry about it the hat will tell right you. but but it seems like you know when people begin to assign themselves who aren't actually in the film right that means that <laughs> there's an understanding of what it means oh people right, can't uh, people can't choose how they identify <laughs> no they can i'm just saying for me i don't understand even having seen most of the movies like what I just said I didn't. Anyway, uh, I've also never seen a single minute of a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, they're good. Uh, I'm going to sick Mike count, Burns uh, on you, Vince. When I, oh, Burns is all over me about it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but I did one time on the Universal Studios tour. There's a part where the tram gets into a Fast and Furious situation. So I have <laughs> experienced that. But I didn't see it. I didn't see the movies. But by that, do they just mean a, a group of diverse people gets onto the tram and the Midwest oh, no, people get uncomfortable? It's, <laughs> guy it's from Tyrese Tokyo slides crew. in there, and you end up chained to some vehicle, and you're 
doing this whole bullshit, but uh, Vince, I would love it if you were the only person to have experienced that. No one else knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I the, only, the Universal just... Studios tour. I'm the only person who got that piece of it. But everyone sees Jaws. I somehow. And we all get out because we're not going. Maybe I'm in a Fast and Furious and I didn't realize. Maybe that's what happened. I think you just went to Lovitz so Club. Traumatizing. Um, but as you know, uh, it should come as no surprise as a cis white male that I think the best franchise is probably Rocky. Whoa. Okay. okay. I can watch Wait. all those movies pretty easy it's all you know because like we we rewatched austin powers during the pandemic and the first one we were like blown away with how good it still was but yeah the very quickly kind of fell off do you put love guru in that franchise you put love guru with austin powers is that Uh, that's unrelated right (laughs) do you do you count creed Oh, um, I've actually never yeah, seen Creed. I've never seen Creed, so I think you can. That's very on course, brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, we know you hate minorities. <laughs> you skipping Creed, but you watched Rocky I, Five. I feel like there's been <laughs> a lot of a street fight movie. He also fast forwards all the Apollo hits. Okay. Now we've taken a lot of shots at me around culture so Guys, far here. Guys, Fast and Furious and. Creed, I feel like it's a little unfounded. Uh, <laughs> Rojo was very excited that I joined. I don't know if this is why, because he was like, I'm going to just feel the shit on this guy or what. But, um, And then underrated or slept on, I think, uh, here we go again. Yeah. Just, just the first Blood movie of the Rambo series. The first Blood movie yeah. is its own about a guy who comes back from Vietnam. Yeah, he's a hippie. And I think it's also, other than Copland, it's probably Stallone's best acting. At the end of that movie, when he's like, when it's over and he's yeah. in that fucking store, it's like spoilers. Stallone, he doesn't go there very much. He can't do it that good, but he does there. So. You should see Creed. That's because yes. you haven't seen Creed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing in Creed. Well, we all know why I won't watch Creed. So <laughs> you hate Italian. <laughs> That's yeah. old school racism, man. Yeah. Burke, did you did you technically go or not? I can't remember. Uh no, I don't think I, I just my my dog has been going for me. He's been yelling. Um, okay, no. can I do a, a a kind of recent one and then a, one of my old old man old movies ones? Yes, they have old okay, man. So, they have old man franchises. Yeah. Uh, oh, loads of them. You're um, grumpy. Or we used to man. we used to call them cereals and used to get the three of them for a nickel. Um, <laughs> sounds great. Um, the more recent one I would that slept on. If you want. What a good fucking dumb action movie franchise. The Transporter franchise with Jason Statham. Incredibly dumb. The second one is great. <laughs> um, really stupid. And sort of preface the Fast and Furious gravity is for schmucks kind of physics is for idiots school of filmmaking. Have you guys seen Fast and Furious 6? Vin <laughs> Diesel flies yeah. through the air, grabs Michelle Rodriguez midair yeah. over a bridge, and yes. like, it's the hardest I think I've ever laughed when that it's happened. So all that shit is great. They take the the least aerodynamic man in the world <laughs> and, and turn him into a paper dot. <laughs> Wait, Boy. is is transporter the one where Statham gets shot up with essentially an eight ball and he can't? It's like speed, but like no, that is that's crank. Crank. I, that makes sense. Crank. crank. How could we forget crank, everyone? <laughs> They Charlie's made it. Oh, Charlie's Angels. Nobody said James Bond. Nobody said oh, the Marvel yeah. movies. Bad Boys. Nobody said Bad yeah. Boys. Star the Marvel Wars. Movie, the Marvel movies. Friday. Have been, Friday. None of these have been. Oh. What about 
none of these have been slept on. All day, Spider-Man. People Every- are sleeping on porkies. No one said porkies. <laughs> Is there meatballs too? There was. Was there? Okay. My old man. My old man one is the Thin Man series from the '30s. Just a husband and wife detective couple uh, just drinking their way through mysteries. That sounds super. European yeah. thing I've ever. <laughs> That's what. This European shit I've ever. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most you think. It's I just Inspector Gadget, <laughs> but they're hammered. <laughs> yeah, Silent it. films yeah. don't count. Silent it's films. <laughs> right. <laughs> You okay. guys the tram. Next question. How do you guys want TV and movies to deal with COVID? Do you want the actors in masks and shit? Or do you want to act like a red state on that shit and pretend 2020 and 2021 never happened? Every time I watch a TV show now, I always in, in, instinctually go, oh, no, they're, they're not wearing them. Like, my brain always goes, oh, they're not wearing a mask. And then it goes away. I don't want them to wear a mask. I'm fine if they've referenced the pandemic as a thing that's happened in the past as to why they are where they are. Maybe if it's, you know. But they're not doing it right. Have you watched the Sex and the City reboot? Like, They're doing it in the most annoying way and just like that where they reference it, but then like no one's wearing a mask, not even their (laughs) server. Like, it's like you either do or don't. But if you reference it now, I'm going to be thinking that person's not wearing a mask. That's not social distance. Like, they planted the seed by saying that they were in real time. Yes. And also when have any of the men watched this series yet? And just like that, I've Uh, been in a room when it's been on. I guess I need to say, I've been writing down, there's a character named Che Diaz, who's a comedian, and I have been writing down the, the, the actual script parts that she says, and that they, oh, that they say, and that they, um, and that the women say about comedy, and they call it a comedy concert. So they went to her comedy concert, their, sorry, their comedy concert. It's Sada Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy, and I'm still right them as Callie in my heart um, that was a Netflix special taping by the way that thank you they, and it's standing room only people are like smoking weed it's all like NYU like cultural studies majors in their second year like it makes no sense a Netflix taping would never look like and there's that an actual line there's an actual line that Che Diaz says to Carrie so Carrie says thank you for the laugh this is in the second episode and singular? She says, huh? Laugh singular? Yeah, thank you for the laugh. Because she was <laughs> oh, going through something, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Says, it's in the same genre as haircut in terms of uh, plurality. Chase <laughs> right. says, well, it was more of a smile. It wasn't a laugh. I know these things. I am a stand-up. <laughs> I wrote it down. I wrote it. I'm transcribing these lines. I wish they were wearing masks. I wish they were. I wish there was. I think that if you say I'm a stand up and it's after your third year in comedy, somebody gets to zap you. Yeah. With a I, prod. There's also one where Chase says, um, well, it wasn't fun. Funny, but give me an hour. It'll make, I'll make it into a tight yes. I will, bitch, what? I, no one talks like And Bobby Lee is on the show. Yeah, <laughs> right, he didn't go. Ah. Not one like, comedian uh, directed He's them? the co-host on their podcast, yeah. X, Y, and Me. Yes, a gender and sex 
next podcast. Um, but I feel like just like, you know, if it's a war movie, there's some old general consulting, like there needs to be a, a yes. consultant on yes. set who's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. Well, my sister works for the State Department and somebody was like on the show Homeland, uh, the Claire Danes is sitting at the main table and my sister's like, she would never sit there. And like, I don't give a fuck about right. so like whatever people's job is right, like they right. probably watch tv going crazy but but the person on homeland's not going i'm sitting at the front t-. like audibly yes <laughs> i get so it true as a as a diplomat i get it as a nurse i'm going to tend to this it's like and we all know that you sit at a netflix taping i'm sorry like <laughs> everyone packed knows. in I covid did. times packed standing next to shoulder to shoulder smoking it weed like a TED talk well, what's the best stand-up yeah, is like? And I was like, you wouldn't do they that. Dropped the it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, Renee, Renee, if that bothered you, you're gonna love the film Punchline with Tom Hanks. <laughs> you gals are gonna love the locker room and Punchline. Well, you know, I this is not a joke. I have a master's degree in Parks and Recreation. I used to work in parks long ago. Watching Parks and Rec, that was some real fucking bullshit. That whole show. Was They've gotten nothing done. And I honor that for you. What's the closest they've come? Yeah, I was wondering who's the closest character or closest they come. The closest what's the closest the show has come in with stand-up? I mean, I think the big sick was kind of like a good I mean, like I don't know how they would do that. I mean, the same comedians are not there every time you do a show. That's like insane. But I don't know how you would do that on TV. Has anybody come close? I do I did, all right. I did stay at Artie Lang's house the first month I did stand-up, yes. You all do. That's how you get started. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, you stay at Sarah like Silverman's a, house. You stay at Artie Lang's house. They're like foster parents. Yeah. You only crash at television headliners. <laughs> you adopt an open micer when you get famous. You go, hey, nice to meet you. Why don't you crash at my house? <laughs> I'm super Christian and just got divorced. Can I sleep over? No. Yeah, yeah I do a bunch <laughs> of cocaine. <laughs> I don't have a nose anymore. I've done so much coke. Come over. <laughs> By the way, pretty close. Dirty Why work was act? Dirty Work is directed by Bob Saget, and Artie Lang is the alive one. I just thought that that was crazy. That that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> v- v- can I ask Vince what what is what was? Oh, did he go? No, he's right there. Oh, um, what? what yeah, I think I think Renee was going to ask this, but what? Who is closest, or maybe Melody was? What? Who is? What what rang true on Parks and Rec? Right. Oh, I mean, you know, obviously it's a sitcom. I think um, maybe the Maybe the dude who was only there for a couple of years, the guy who was like a designer, who was like, oh, yeah, in that department. Yeah. They try to make him like the gym. Uh, but there are, yeah, I mean, there are some parts that were all right around, like, you know, trying to get something funded or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, <laughs> a half hour situation comedy, you probably, I probably shouldn't be fine tooth combing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is your dumbest joke? Um, I want to know what Adam Burke's dumbest joke is. <laughs> They're all too smart. I can tell. I can. I can tell you. Uh, he wanted. Oh, you yeah, he wanted to have a mammoth's testicles as earmuffs, <laughs> yes. and then some people would say to him, "You have mammoth testicles." <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was i i wouldn't be able to pull that one out of my head in a million years but yeah thanks mike why a million that's been <laughs> mammoths roamed the earth <laughs> yeah exactly 
Does anybody have a dumb one to, that they use or like fuck that dumb? Dumber one than that? I use. I used to try to do a joke about the, how cocky deodorant must have been when they got moved up to the plastic covering <laughs> and they got moved up to condoms and plan B. I nice. People never went with me on that journey. I like that. was funny. I thought it was real dumb. Listen, I laugh the hardest at dumb. If it's a really smart joke, I, I've heard so much fucking comedy that I go, that's a good joke. I laugh at dumb. <laughs> I laugh at mammoth testicles and plastic deodorant. <laughs> I've had that thing. And while you guys are thinking of, did anyone else have to do that thing where, you know how we're supposed to repurpose all our old, you know, all our videos Farts. for TikTok oh. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TikTok, TikTok is the audio visual uh, equivalent of a fart in a jar. It is. <laughs> you put those farts in a 15 second jar. But when you go through those, that's just the worst trying to cut up those old videos. Just be like, oh god, none of this. I won't do it. How's that? Yeah, good for you. I refuse to do it. <laughs> the first joke I ever got paid for, uh, I was probably six or seven years old in Texas <laughs> with my family. Uh, the old Rolaids commercial. How do you spell relief? R O L A I D S, right? So we're sitting there. I don't know. We were at something. I'm sitting next to some strange old ladies, and I go, "Ladies, uh, how do you spell relief?" And then I go, F-A-R-T. And they got up and bought me candy. <laughs> That's amazing. So who, who's selling farts now? <laughs> You're more trading farts. That's a fart trade. No, it? that's he sold. Now when they came back with some freeze. That's or the first the NFT like is what that is. Yeah, that's a, I, Renee's right. That's a fart barter. That's a yeah, fart. That's that's a barter. That's, fart yeah. barter was his, was his stage name back then. <laughs> Uh, so nobody has a, everybody else has the smartest jokes. No, mine are all dumb. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to pick the dumbest of all <laughs> the, the dumbest. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I think I have a joke where I say I had to come to the realization that I don't have fuckable feet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's about people selling pictures of their feet, but fuckable it's very feet. dumb. But I just like saying fuck, like it doesn't even make yeah. any sense. I really. get it. And it makes sense to me. That's all I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Why they'll dim the light? You know, Mike. Do you know the you know you know the Irish airline Aer Lingus? <laughs> oh, oh, mm-hmm. go on. So there's an Irish airline. They're called Aer Lingus. And the bit was Aer Lingus sounds like Michael Jordan came out with a line of dental dams. <laughs> <laughs> he did stick his tongue dumb. out when he dunked. <laughs> Uh, Melody's like, all smart jokes, all no, smarty I, pants jokes. I used to do a joke. I was trying to remember the wording of it, but it was about like office jargon and how it's all very like touchy feely. Like, can I piggyback off Melody Picker brain? And uh, like the joke was like, I've always just wanted to be like, hey, yeah, if I could just donkey punch Brian on that one, <laughs> it'd be a hard no for me on whatever Brian just said. Like, and I used to love saying it. And couldn't stop because it always got the best reactions from like fellow dude comics when I was like starting it. And I was just like, they like me. Well, they like that you just opened up the donkey punch floodgates. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Because that's my first four bits. Mm-hmm. It was a different time. Too. I, mean, yeah. I used to do a joke just so I can have the cat, uh, the tagline fucking cuddle. <laughs> and I just truly that was the only reason I did it was about dateline it wasn't even 
It was in there. <laughs> really, I said fucking cuddle once and worked backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the transcripts. Remember, it wasn't Dateline. What's the to catch a predator? It's an old yeah. joke. But they used to have transcripts. And the one of the this is a real transcript, except for fucking cuddle, where this guy was talking to this adult woman who was playing a little girl. And she said, what's the difference between fucking and making love? And he said, make love. You cuddle after when you when you when what we're going to do, we're just going to fucking cuddle. Like it was like, <laughs> it was um, like I can't remember the joke because it, it didn't land always. Um, <laughs> pedophilia doesn't always crush. Do you guys want a hard pivot into politics yet? No, let's not do it yet. Bob Saget, <laughs> RIP. Who's the best TV dad of all time? Oh. I mean, we know who it is, but we yeah. can't be saying his name. <laughs> <laughs> <that totally anymore. laughs> well, no, it's Ty Burrell. I was going to have to say on the count of four. Is it him? Is it him? Ty Burrell. I mean. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I'll pour my yeah. drink out for him. <laughs> Bob said, I, "Have you guys? Has anyone ever met him?" I'll pour I've my him. drink out. Oh, I yes. <laughs> Slowly got into my system. Um, I, I, so many people I know met him. I, I never crossed paths with him. He sounds like he was great. So nice. Yeah. By the way, James Fritz goes. He was a gynecologist in a basement. How did we not see it coming? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bob Saget, yeah, I, I've not, I never met him, never worked with him. Um, I shot him? a pilot. I shot a pilot with him for. Do you remember? I don't know if Mike, you might remember this because I think you also might have almost been doing it as well. It was the Merv Griffin game show? It oh, it was an improv. Um, yes, game show, and uh, it was myself, Bob Saget, Todd Allen, Canadian comic, was yeah. the host. Yeah. And uh, Matt Jones, weirdly enough. Yes, yes. From Breaking we Bad. Best yeah, TV so dad, Bob, Walter White. Walter White, best TV dad. Yeah. Look what he did for his family. <laughs> right. That's a half. Um, but he was so nice, but he was like, uh, at that moment, I think he was really trying to come back to stand up and be, he was extra filthy. He had a lot of cock ring jokes mm-hmm. um, in the front of the house. Wait, and that got to a Bob Saget stage? Now I'm like furious. I thought I was just in a pilot and it went away. And now you're telling me it went like to a Bob Saget level? Yeah, Bob Saget was, it was <sighs> me, Matt Jones, and Bob Saget. I've been in so many failed game. pilots. <laughs> you know, well, it didn't go anywhere. And then, because uh, I was brilliant, but sadly Bob was not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a eulogy there, Renee. <laughs> I already sent it to the fam. I already sent it to the fam. Um, but I done I produced him on a Ken Jong game show uh, last year, and he talked to me for an hour in his trailer. We were just talking about comedy. He was so nice, and every time we were out on stage, he would just call me over and be like, "Was that funny? Was that good?" Like the nicest, wow. most regular, just the sweetest fucking guy. Nice, just so nice. But this is anyway. Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> and when I woke up, he was so nice. Fucking cuddle. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love a fucking cuddle. <laughs> Against my will. <laughs> uh, the Fresh Prince reboot. Do you want this shit? Who's going to be in it? <laughs> Not the Fresh uh, Prince. I'd 
saw, I just watched the trailer like an hour ago. I was like, Brad, I was going to bring this up. There's a trailer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there yeah. was. <laughs> Thank God. It's supposed to come out on Peacock, but it's like a drama. It ain't, it's um. not funny. But they kept, I, I'm just, the reason I'm annoyed is they kept everybody's name the same. Like, like we, the people who going to watch this ain't the ones who watched right five years ago like you could have put whatever fucking name you wanted i can't this carlton i can only think of the real part i can't think of this goober now (laughs) yeah wait a second it's a drama Mm -hmm. how is that like he he gets in a uh, problem playing basketball. There's a guy. Remember the song? He has to leave Philly. So they just uh, he was the born song and raised in West Philadelphia. Drama from the song. Okay. I guess that's how you make TV now. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Now the song is like a sea shanty. It's like a dirge. <laughs> they do use the song in the trailer. <laughs> do they really? Yes, and it's you're I'm gonna so get right now. Like four seconds into the trailer, you're gonna go okay. It's one of those. Do they do that thing where they do with movies now where you take a popular song and then you re-record it, but like with an old broken piano? So you're kind of like, I know that melody. (laughs) That's a crazy anatomy trend. That was basically. Who started it, Renee? Well, they, so Grey's Anatomy used to break a lot of um, new artists and a lot of songs were covered and turned into like acoustic versions uh, wow. and they released soundtracks in the beginning because they had such great soundtracks like if yeah. your song was in the montage towards the end of an episode you were about to like Snow wow. Patrol you ever heard of them? <laughs> <laughs> Christina Perry so yeah, many one, one season they did all 80s covers yeah That's Vince, Adam, Renee, Meldy, and Rojo. Please hit subscribe if you don't already. If you're enjoying the show, please pass it along also. Don't keep this show to yourself. There's still more show, but if you want a video of this panel and like 88 other panels, that's on the show's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash brido, B-R-I-D-O. I lost track of how many panels there are, but every show for the past two fucking years has panels. There's also World Series reviews. I posted my 48th Chicago Comedy History Project bonus show this week with Bill Cruz. He was a cast member and a booker of the Lincoln Lodge. By the way, I'm almost done with my first draft of the book. I'm rereading it, I think, in a few months. First draft, done. If you want to support the show, that's also where you go, to the Patreon. Do I need money? Yes. You can join just like Ricardo Angulo did this week. Welcome, Ricardo. You are a bona fide hunk. One more time, patreon.com forward slash brido. If you already joined, I fucking love you. My show with Kelsey Air is February 3rd at Checker Hall in Highland Park. If you're in the Los Angeles area, scheduled to perform Brooks Whelan, Lisa Traeger, Daniel Perez, plus music from Omatola, plus Kelsey and me. The show is free. Come on out and say hi. If you want more of me, I'm co-hosting Power Moves with Mike Burns. Also check that out. Support Mike Burns. That's my brother. Okay, we'll get back to the show right after a brief word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Oh, make it a New Year's resolution, man. Go get some jiu-jitsu in your life. Learn to defend yourself. 
get back in shape. Learn from black belt instructor and bona fide hunk, JJ motherfucking bar. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go Plata. The fuck out of life until it taps. Find out what that means. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Tell them Brido sent you. What's the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content each week against each other to determine who's the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they'll throw it all into a no-holds-barred cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including me, your boy Brido, to help them decide the winner's tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves as they keep their passion for film and TV alive during the podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel's a music geek, and they're not shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle Podcast anywhere. You download your podcasts. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike, or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> These guys fuck. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Neither of them buy fart jars. Those guys fuck. Now here's the thrilling conclusion of Vince, Adam, Renee, Melody, and Rojo. My voice is cracking. If you don't already, please hit subscribe. Hard pivot to politics. Should Donald Trump be in jail? Rojo Perez. Should he? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Should he? For what? Uh, being a bad, illegal guy. Oh, a crime bad guy. Man? Yeah. You want to put him in jail for to be a bad man? Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you talking about jail? That, no. He, I, just keep him outside of the presidency. I don't like that. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But I don't need him in jail. He ain't doing nothing in jail. He going on white collar jail. He went to jail. That's not. I feel yeah. like the on J- the anniversary of January 6th, there was a lot of freaking out about democracy and that sort of thing. And I was, I had just seen this thing, like somebody posted, I think it was Joel Mandelkorn posted that was like, uh, they did a survey or a study at Princeton and like what the public wants versus what Congress does are completely, it doesn't fucking matter. It's the same like 30% chance of passing no matter what like people think. So like I was, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know like how awesome our democracy is period. So, but it, there just seems to be like a general freak out about Trump on the day. He, he's done, he's done things to warrant being, being in jail. Some things we probably don't even know, but I don't think he's ever going to go to jail. So I, I don't try to think about it because there was that whole four years where they'd be like, Oh, this thing. Oh, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after a few times, you're just like, all right, well, obviously, for whatever reason, they're not putting him in jail. So you need to fucking sort it and move on because it's yeah. just not going to happen. They should just fucking... make them work. Yeah. He should have to show up to the Congress and Senate and do shit. <laughs> oh, oh I that. thought you meant like clean up the side paper. of the highway. Yeah. <laughs> right. No jail, just community service. Yeah. Like that humiliation would probably be better. I think you should clean up the dog shit on the streets of, of LA, man. That's mm. 
Here's my question though. This guy, okay, we have we all heard of the movie Miracle on 34th Street? <laughs> yes. 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 The minute they think this guy says he's Santa Claus, everyone thinks he's fucking crazy, right? Goes and gets checked into an insane asylum, has to take all these like tests until they prove that he's Santa Claus. This guy walked around like a delusional fuck saying that he did not lose this. Like that he has said some of the craziest shit. And yet this guy's never had an evaluation locked up in a mental institute for a week. Do we have that still? Does that still exist? Mental institutions? I just said it because I just saw (laughs) Smirkle. Absolutely. I think but you can have someone you can have someone institutionalized. It it varies from it varies from state state to state. But the unfortunate thing, I think it has to be someone in your family. So, no, <laughs> yeah. so. But also, have you been on the internet? That's just what people do. The, the Miracle 34th Street, whatever fucking year that came out. People now just scream bullshit. Used in and, a remake. and people just take it. They, they don't they don't want to commit you. They're just like, oh, I guess this is true. Because well, someone right. yelled it, you know. But he said it in on a microphone once or twice. No, like he didn't yeah. type it. Like I'm he just watched. Saying... Uh, he watched the movie where if you kill Santa Claus, you are Santa Claus. <laughs> this parallel makes sense, and I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> well, I, w- I will. I will say this: when you when they swear you in as president, don't you you swear to uphold the Constitution? So he did the opposite of that with what he was saying. So is there no penalty for that? Right. No, there's. I mean, like, what do impe- you mean, like, impeachment. Try to, try to impeach him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they gave that a whirl. No, <laughs> no, but I. No, but it I really think... went well that the whole year and a half for Democrats. Adam Schiff, <laughs> Adam Schiff, my rep. Yay, he did a good but, job. I'm waiting tables, and I talk shit about the menu. To, to guests, <laughs> and I tell them this place fucking sucks. It has roaches. I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, I get the, I know. Institutionalize you. <laughs> yes, we should. Jacket, you yeah, but, like the onion fritter. Yeah, but Rojo, have you seen this menu? <laughs> As these make sense, I'm going to continue to use these poor analogies. You want him to be Linda <laughs> Hamilton at the beginning of Terminator 2. Just smoking cigs in his cell doing pull-ups. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's just a shame that Trump works at Ed DeBevick's. So he's not <laughs> he, do- he works at Wiener Circle at 5 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> okay, so not in jail. Fine. Uh, okay. People are praising Dick Cheney this week for showing up to a January 6th thing. Uh, isn't Dick Cheney kind of worse than Donald Trump? <laughs> what say you folks? Yeah, potentially. It's uh, like, to me, it's like when um, I'd rather know if you're like a racist piece of shit. So it's almost better to me if you if you show me that rather than it's it's hidden. And Cheney has done so much, so much evil shit that is not like on the front of the post because he doesn't fucking shout about it or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like Cheney is is worse. And just the amount of time that he has spent while in office and out of office getting like you ever, you ever see the fucking documentary Hot Coffee? No. About tort reform? It'll fucking piss you off really bad. <laughs> but it's like it, it's it's a valuable thing to know. But he's like so involved in all. It, tort reform very briefly is like where they try to put limits on the amount of money someone can get in a lawsuit. Hot Coffee is about the lady from who sued McDonald's for right, yeah, right, and that's like the beginning of the idea of a frivolous lawsuit. 
you see the photos of this lady she was like it was like molten her entire yes. inner legs are just destroyed and but she, like, and go ahead sorry i was just gonna say and she asked to settle she wanted to settle for 10 grand right she just but it, settle it be, for her it begins yeah. this whole thing of like people are just frivolous like don't you hate all these people who are just suing for no reason and then they just go into like on a, all the way down to a local level and just try to like so then you see these people who have like children who are you know going to be uh need care for the entirety of their life because of what someone did and they're going well the most you can get is uh twelve thousand dollars or something because we were able to fucking work the channels for if you get a credit card statement in the mail a lot of times it will be there'll be new terms in there and just by paying it you agree to the new terms like there's just shit like that and that's all changing Mm -hmm. that's all changing yeah i feel like he's everything like that they said trump was they're like he just kind of just did shit like that i don't know like trump like did Trump start a coup? I don't know. He ate snacks and watched Fox News. I don't think that's what you would do if you were, like, doing a coup. Whereas, like, Dick Cheney just, like, got them to spy on us. Someone, like, in the press was like, I'll never forget, like, a week before January 6th or something like that, I was at, a like, a Trump event. And the Wi-Fi, he had a picture of what the Wi-Fi was. And it was, the name of the Wi-Fi was Make America Great Again. And the password was see you on January 6th, exclamation point. Wow. Is that real? Did anybody see that? Mm-mm. Well, didn't everybody kind of know that that was going to happen? Like they made t-shirts for it. Right. So my point is if Trump, in fact, you know, whooped people up and also was was still president and could have acted to try to stop it once it was happening and people died, well, then, yeah, he didn't eat snacks and watch Fox News. He fucking has a hand in it. Right. There's a documentary on HBO about the insurrection. Has anyone watched it? Oh, yeah. It's pretty interesting because it does take uh, an inside documentary, like a guy who was actually recording in the moment. I don't know. Did Rojo, you did see it? uh, I've seen parts of it. Sounds like Melody saw it. Yeah, it's, oh, Vince, did you see it? I haven't seen it. Oh, Melody, you saw it. It's like, it's interesting, right? Because it takes two point of, you think they're kind of against it. And then there's a point of view that, changes that maybe they were for it like right. it's a documentarian so it's an interesting and watching these cops like and security guards trying to keep them out of the building is insane it's long no i just mean it's like to watch that and to be like trump had nothing has no like responsibility for this is insane well i don't know like, if he has no responsibility i don't know if he was like I don't no, know. I, what, yeah. Do you guys think it was terrorism or do you think it was like LARPing that went out of control? No, there was no I, role play, dude. They were tra- trying to fucking get <laughs> <They're doing laughs> They killed them. Yeah. I think it's a, you familiar with the, the word uh, reifying? It's a reifying is to make a concept real. I think it was making the, the internet hate real. It's oh. when you take all these people Took all these people who are millions of miles apart, you know, thousands of miles apart, had never met before, and then they got next to each other and they saw what that looked like. They were like, "Oh, this is what all the bullshit I've been saying online. This is what it looks like when you put it in khakis and put it in camo and get it 400 feet from the seat of power." And I think it made them fucking nuts. I think they went, "Oh shit, we're a real thing." You know what I mean? I don't. Oh. Okay. Man, I don't. Do you expect anything to happen? Like, 
I don't I don't think do you do people I don't know if people care like the day that like what you were talking about with what Congress wants and what the day the day yeah, wants. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think the day the day gives a fuck about January sixth at this point. I just think it, I, I don't, do. Think... I don't think we gave a fuck about the building. We don't know. Right. Y'all visited that building before? I have. I smeared my shit Anybody? on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a buffalo hat. Yeah, you, don't, you don't recognize me from the. Ah. <laughs> That was Maddie Ryan. 100%. Oh, Maddie Ryan stole the podium a thousand percent. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm on Nancy Pelosi's laptop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Reading from her account. I think if Trump, Trump still had Twitter, we would care more right now. Yeah. About yeah. Getting dues, you know. I think Trump cares more about the civil lawsuit than anything that Congress is going to do. Which because which one? one one of the, like cops, the Southern District of New York. Yeah. No, no. Well, that one, but also one of the cops is suing him. Oh. And I think I think the optics of a cop taking you to court um, kind of kind of fucks up his whole back the blue nonsense. Yeah. He oh, seems right. to get really care. He doesn't. Yeah. His way right out of that. Oh, that wasn't a real cop. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a security guard. It's Capitol Police. It's not the same. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. He, anyone who's who's down with Trump, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm trying to imagine what the optics are. He's afraid of a piss tape. They would probably love it. They're a bunch of fart buying motherfuckers. <laughs> they can't decide if they think that they, those people were patriots and they should be applauded or if it was Antifa and it was like a false flag or something. That's the Ooh, fun yeah. part. Republicans. It what, yeah. It depends oh, what no, you I say. They, they know. No, I definitely think they know what the division there is. I think it does. It's not convenient for them to go. This was some sort of act of terror, local domestic terrorism. So you got to go. I got to stay in power, and I still think the highest in that group who has power is the the former president. Right. I no. I think they they clearly know what happened. It makes no no. Yeah, I don't think there's like iffy. They're on the line about this shit. I would also offer, and obviously this is a generalization, but there, anyone who's you know in that deep with Trump supporting him, I don't think that they believe terrorism can be committed by a white person. Oh, right. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Idiots. I, can I ask a stupid or say something possibly stupid? Yes. Um, is there nobody looking for Q? They found for- him in that HBO doc. Oh, that <laughs> That was well, good. Did they find him for real? Because it hasn't totally been. He's in Singapore. Yeah, but you or know what? what I'm saying. It was, it was that kid, right? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was, um, was it the 8chan kid. I didn't feel like it was confirmed. It is a thousand percent the 8chan kid. Well, I mean, well, why, like isn't that guy, why isn't that then? Because I, I watched that documentary. I don't feel like I got closure. I, but... Oh, I did see a thing. Like, he's not posting anymore. Q is not posting anymore. So it's kind of splintered into like this group of people who are huddled around Dealey Plaza in fucking Dallas pointing at people and being like, is that him? Is that JFK Jr.? (laughs) Well, I guess my question is the the reason I had brought started with that was like, isn't that person, isn't that thing also something Trump used? Like this was, he hit, it's like the wizard of the, like in a lot of ways, like a lot of those people are QAnoners. A lot of those yeah. people believed in QAnon. So 
because they believed in QAnon, they also were Trumpers, most of them. So I'm just saying, like, isn't there also more people to fucking take down from this? If that's like a thing. How many people have gotten in trouble? Uh, I'm talking about at the top, though. I'm talking about with Trump and Q. The guy who was doing all the posts as Q. That's a fucking, that's a terrorist act, too. Like, that's a, but it's because it's on social media and not like a public, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there was any kind of investigation in that kind of take in the documentary they did congress the the owner of hm uh testified in front of congress right but i just always why did i get no closure from that documentary by the way by the way watch the final episode (laughs) yeah i was like no it's not that didn't happen i didn't see it apparently well, two things. Congress doesn't know what Facebook is, so they have no idea what fucking eight <laughs> channel. And, and secondly, what I learned from that documentary is that Adam McKay will pay for you to crisscross the planet five times if your documentary pitch is good enough. That was such that's the guy who got scanned was Adam McKay. Because <laughs> that guy went back and forth from the Philippines 19 fucking times. Oh my god. Well, if if what you say is true, Mike, that the Q is actually this kid, are the QAnon folks at all worried about him pot- potentially being sex trafficked, right? Because that's the whole thing. Kids, so getting... He's in Singapore. This sounds like so Trump. many things. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things. It's cheap living over there. Unresolved for me. I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's do a hard pivot back to fun. Uh, where do we where do we stand on uh, Tom Cruise? Where are we where are we collectively on on this man? Thumbs up from Rojo. Makes All great day. movies. I, I don't want to get into anything else that that's related to <laughs> no that. One's, no one's going to go through your trash with him and Zenu over in, in the blue building. But uh, as far as movies, man, he he makes good movies. I'm a fan. Was there um? It was there something about him in the? Is there something in particular? Yeah, does something happen? No, I'm Rhino just. Uh, just really has a thing against Cruz. No, no, no. I've been, I've been watching, teammates. I've been watching Mission Impossible, and I was like, "Fucking a!" I just couldn't watch a Tom Cruise movie for the longest time, unless he's a villain, because I'm just like, I just can't do it. There's so much creepy shit going on around that guy. Yeah. yeah. The first Jack Reacher is is a perfect action movie. Oh really? Yeah. It, and I, and fucking um uh, what's his name? Um, I can never think of the the documentary filmmaker. Oh, Werner Herzog is the fucking main bad guy. In that nice. movie, yeah. Jeez. I know that I know that fans of the books hated it because he's not tall. he's a little he, he's a little pocket man. Yeah. yeah. Well, second um, one's let terrible. me know any fans of any book who didn't hate a movie, <laughs> especially <laughs> fucking Jack Reacher. You're yeah. like, mm, I'm uh, examining the pros here. I don't believe <laughs> the book was better. Is my mom's catchphrase. <laughs> That's like fucking yeah. Jesse Pop's old joke about the fucking the Bourne movies, where he's like, if you read the book, it's just like Jason Bourne grabs a towel. Jason Bourne jumps out a window. Jason, yeah. I, re- I read a I read a um, a capsule review of one of the Mission Impossibles, and he it said something like, Tom Cruise's. I'm beginning to get worried about Tom Cruise's willingness to kill himself for our entertainment. And there is something about that. We're like. When he's clinging on the side of the plane, 
in Mission Impossible 5. It's almost like he's going, do you love me now? Like, oh. <laughs> I <laughs> no, think this goes, is more of a you thing. I think he goes to <laughs> literal outer space in one of the movies. Too, like... When the next one in his next. So yeah. here's what happened. For Top Gun, he wanted to fly an F-14. And he, and they were like, no, they each cost $14 million. And he was like, well, I have. And they were like, no, we can't let you fly an F-14. And then I think it was like, fuck you. I'm going to space. <laughs> I heard Adam movie... McKay paid for it. <laughs> uh, so we like Tom Cruise. Fine. Um, what's the hardest you've ever seen anyone kill? On stage? On stage, not Robert or, Durst. Oh, I thought this was I thought there was a question about Robert Durst. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Robert Durst. Ooh, I know. Okay. I uh I opened uh for Michael Blackson a couple times and uh the first time I worked with him, uh we were in Albany and his closer, he had a bit where he was uh he was on like the like the for twenty a dollar a day this kid could eat type bit, uh, and he's like trying to act all like scared or whatever. And he grabs a lady's purse from the front, and he opens it, and then he pulls out uh, he pulls out like a size twelve flip flop, uh, <laughs> a Magnum condom, like huge panties or whatever. And the crowd, I mean, I'm seeing people run up the aisle. <laughs> and it is the wildest fucking kill. And eventually I learned that he, his manager plants it there. <laughs> he leaves it off to the side. But I mean, there's people just going, ah! <laughs> like, it is wild, dude. I'd never seen something like that. So do we count that or is that juicy? Oh, I mean, it, it if it kills... Up. <laughs> closer. Have yeah, you seen the woman that comes out at uh I think it was on BET. She comes out, she's a larger woman and she's like, "Things are rough out there." I tell you. And she reaches into the cleavage, pulls out a, a glass, pulls out like bottles of vodka, mixers, bag of ice is where they lose it. <laughs> and like and then like an ashtray and cigarettes and starts <laughs> makes the like it's like a fucking atomic bomb went off in the room. If you go back and watch some of those comic views, you go, this shit is artistry. There's so well, much they're putting in <laughs> for this bit. Speaking of which, I would to answer your, uh, I would say, I think I've said this before in here, but Bruce Bruce, I've never seen anyone crush like Bruce Bruce. Like he crushes on the regular. Okay, here's mine. Upstairs, Beat Kitchen, Pat Bryce has been banned from the beat kitchen for smoking a dube in the downstairs bathroom. <laughs> Tony Sam begs to unban Pat Bryce from, from the beat kitchen. And James, the bouncer says he can, he can come back in. He's lifetime banished, but I will shadow him. He can come in, do his set and leave. And Bryce tells the story about how he got banned and the crowd figures out that it's real. And the bouncer is standing right there trying not to <laughs> laugh with his arms crossed. And I remember feeling like the room was shaking because like he had, I don't know, like two of you have seen him, maybe, uh, maybe three, but 
he had like other levels that like he could attain that like other mm-hmm. people couldn't, I feel like in terms of like getting a room to laugh that hard. Also the bouncer at meat kitchen is, is that's a funny visual too. Cause he was this, he was this heavy, he was this death metal drummer that had like a long fucking oh, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> James I Staffel. I didn't realize that was his name. James Staffel. Him. Oh, me yeah. He knew Uncle Charlie. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bee Kitchen, for those who've never been there, the Bee Kitchen was a, a music venue on the baseline. It was a right in the back. It had a music venue, but it was like a bar, like a mm-hmm. Chicago bar upstairs was tiny as fuck and all of a sudden looked like a diner like it had yeah, like a yeah, diner yeah, yeah. Wait, it was so, really different so we watch wrestling has done shows there probably five or six times but the upstairs is just like the green room was it actually part of the bar they would do like- shows in the upstairs if the main room was taken by something better Oh. Or if they didn't sell enough <laughs> tickets and they just didn't yeah. want it to feel off they yeah. would move what chicago underground comedy stairs yeah yeah, yeah. I, that can't be anymore the way at least like I, I was just there a few months ago i think it must just be the green room now the way it's because the way it is now the way i've seen it i don't see how you could possibly have like, oh maybe you were in than... somewhere maybe you were in something else no it's bee kitchen like you... okay no but it's but you probably it's it's two to the bar you go up the stairs yeah yeah anyway it doesn't matter who saw someone kill hard vince averill you had to see somebody no, I can't. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of who killed the hardest. Yeah, I would say Kyle Kinane always to me surprises the audience by how funny. Like if they don't know who Kyle Kinane is, like mm-hmm. if they they're not like already like a fan because he's not a mega known star. Like people don't know his name, but he's obviously mm-hmm. a brilliant comedian. And when he goes on stage, and you don't, and you know the audience maybe has never seen him do stand up. And the just the shit he says, like, I think Kyle always consistently has good sets, like always mm-hmm. kills enough in my eyes. Like, I'd be happy with my my stage time if it went like his as often as it does. You made me think of another one. Jared Logan opened Lincoln Lodge one time at the Lincoln restaurant. They put him up first. He closed with Kilgore, the murder trooper, which was the song that he sang. <laughs> and it crushed so hard. Then I remember Josh Cheney was hosting and he came out and he goes, yeah, they're still going fucking bananas for, for the, like his closer. <laughs> and, and Cheney just goes, yeah, we got stuff like that. And he kept the show going. And I was like, he, he didn't even know what to say. Cause they were still fucking going like crazy. Yeah, I'm thinking of some old Lincoln Lodge, like Lincoln Restaurant moments while I narrow them down. Like Eddie Pepitone there. Oh, Eddie crying. Crying. Like people couldn't breathe. Uh, Rory Scovel there once too at that old restaurant. But I I think it's Brody Stevens. um, It was like 2012, 11. It was a while back it was for just for laughs when they used to do this chicago festival uh, yeah yeah um yeah he did a show at the hideout junior stopka opened i remember but it was just like this maniacal energy like he was probably manic um <laughs> but like every, he crushed so hard and he was doing the chair drumming that yeah, he would yeah, do yeah. too yeah, yeah. to like Sleater Kidney songs and just like get it diving into the crowd. Hey, the tamale guy came up on stage. <laughs> it was just oh, so good. 
It's incredible that he could, like, he could just say shit like your area code and everyone loses them. <laughs> exactly. Eight, four, seven, looking like, at, and I was like, oh, I Exactly, like dumb stuff, like you, Mike, like I love dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. him just saying his area code, till I die. Yeah. <laughs> so but him calling out other people's area code is what fucking crushed. Yeah. Because everyone can't believe he knows all the area codes in, in a city. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to read, like, if you're listening to this, but he goes, he's outside at Meltdown for a Howard Kramer show, and this couple walks up, and they're wearing kind of, like, overly aggressively fashion-y clothes, and he stops his set, points at him, and he goes, you from, you from Europe? And they go, Australia. And he goes, puts his hands up, and he goes, like, <laughs> he just fucking hit the winning shot. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a few times when josh and josh oh, were gone yeah. and they would have me guest host and i feel like every time they would book brody because it's like have fun trying to get brody off you know, like yeah like brody it's like yeah. all right brody here's yeah. here, you know do do 15 or whatever and then good luck with the fucking phone in the back of the room while he does whatever the fuck he wants which was always great i'm not trying to say that no, no, i'm like sure. running the light but like it was always like ah oh, they they got they left me with Brody again, you know. Those Josh and Josh days, that back room, you could that was just like a kill box back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I I've donated so many brain cells. Um I'll say that <laughs> historically meltdown was like yes. the easiest room maybe on Easy. the planet Earth. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of people who fucking ripped it up in there, but uh having only seen him on um tv and also uh knowing that he maybe isn't at his peak anymore i keep track if fucking cat williams is coming anywhere near me i'm going to oh. see him i've never seen him in person oh. i fucking i want to see that dude because his specials i mean the guy is just a fucking maniac it's amazing. oh my god Pimp yes. chronicles is up I'm, that's top five of specials that's well, he it's underrated it's underrated oh. mm-hmm. so great so crazy. Weed is so getting crazy. stronger every two weeks. It's like the funniest, like that's <laughs> that whole somebody auto-tuned it. And it's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> Dude, did I uh there's a sort of a local comic in Atlanta. Uh Cat Williams is living there. Uh local comic goes to lay is at Laughing Skull. He does a short set, cat's watching. Dude does well, gets off stage, cat comes to like through little green room hallway. And he shakes the kid, the dude's hand, and puts money in the palm, puts like a 50. And the kid goes, the dude, the comic goes, Oh, no, cat, you don't need to do that. And apparently, cat goes, Oh, I don't tip strippers, I tip comedians. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so wild. I'm like, that's so great, dude. That's so amazing. Dumb. Yeah. 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 Fucking. Has anybody not gone? Burke, did you did you say one? Yeah, yeah, I said one. Okay, fine. I said I said Bruce Bruce. Oh, Bruce Bruce. Are you you're happy with that answer or Yeah. You know, okay. he, he he has that thing that um uh that I think that Rojo was talking about where people are standing up and asking him to stop. People are like, don't talk anymore for like a minute. Because yeah. my yeah. aunt is about to die <laughs> like it is that <laughs> level of, of people are get people don't know what to do with their body anybody have plugs 
Do they want a chair? Yo, man, I just put out uh, Andre Dubache's new record on vinyl that you can pre-order right now, capsulerecords.bigcartel.com. Poseidon's Retreat, the you know the longtime Conan writer, really funny yeah. dude. Friend of the show? Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, I'll be in Atlanta at the West End Comedy Festival. I think it's the first year. Um, the weekend of Valentine's Day, headlining don't know the venue so um and then i think i'm doing laughing skull also that weekend nice Rojo? yeah uh i had an album come out that you can still listen to jokes so <laughs> they hold up uh and i'll be i think the next road thing i have is hot tampa florida valentine's weekend oh so we'll draws more renee ebor city See who sells more. Uh-huh. You going to Ebor City? I'm going to Side Oh, okay. you asked me? I said Ebor City in Tampa. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I'm not an improv boy. I like the indie venue. All right. You know. Okay. <laughs> and then improv calls. Oh, hello. I love you. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, Melody. I mean, I did, but so much got canceled here in New York. You could just follow me at Melody Kamali. I have a podcast called Diking Out. Hell yeah. And you can say that. You can say that word. You know, know, ever ever said it a bunch, ever said it a bunch on here. And I was like, can I say it? And they're like, no. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, ever's been on the podcast, the podcast uh, chaotic episode. That was a (laughs) Burke. Uh, you can hear me on the popular podcast Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Yeah. And uh, I'll be at the aforementioned Lincoln Lodge, maybe on January 29th. All yeah. shows are shut down, baby. Yeah. This one already got postponed, so we'll see. Dang. Uh, what are you going to do for your birthday? Uh, this is it. This is, <laughs> this is, and it was everything I hoked for. You're not going, um, to, you're not going to dinner? You're not doing... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna, uh, we're gonna make dinner at home. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 46. Who gives a fuck? 46. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm half dead. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's Vince, Adam, Renee, Melody, and Rojo. I will tag all of them on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. I'm saying, like...